feel like there would be a lot of people listening to this who probably don't even think to be self-compassionate towards themselves and don't think to internally talk to themselves the way that they would talk to someone else. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people even recognise it as something that they should know about or think about. Welcome to Talking in Common, a podcast of all things lifestyle, family, relationships, wellbeing, kids and culture. This is not a how-to, but an insight into the lives of ourselves and others and how we all manage to get by. Hosted by myself, Kate Gadinsky, and my co-host, Sophie Panton. Take a listen and let's find out what we all have in common. We'd just like to say a big thank you to today's sponsor for helping us bring this episode to you. Swiss Beauty and their Glow Booster Duo. Two glowing products together delivering twice the beauty benefits from the inside and out. Season three. Episode one, season three. Who would have thought? It's been a hot minute, babe. It has seriously been a while. And when we were sitting together recording our last episode, obviously today we are not physically sitting together. I'm looking at you over a screen. But you had some exciting news. I did. Oh, my God. My pregnancy. (laughs) And now you are like getting pretty close. Yeah, I think I'm like 32, 33 weeks. You think you're 32, 33 weeks. This is what happens with the second (laughs) child, like or the second pregnancy. You're just like not on top of it all like the first experience the first time around, right? Today it's a blueberry. Oh, now it's a peach. We call this one peppercorn. Oh, cute. Honey was raspberry. This one's peppercorn. Peppercorn. But it ain't no peppercorn anymore. Like it is verging on watermelon and I'm not far off being ready to pop. How do you feel about potentially uh, pushing a watermelon out in a few weeks, babe? Say my watermelon. Whoa-wee. I was about to say, look at her, but I think everyone's having girls because I've got two of them. So you're probably having a boy for all I know. Yeah, everyone's been saying boy lately. I'm sorry to say, to our girl gang. Either or, we need a little boy to spice things up. (laughs) Yeah, mix things up. But it's interesting how people have different little theories and things. But I don't mind what we have. I can't wait to meet it. But, yes, I'm pregnant. I'll definitely share my birth story at some stage throughout this season. Yes, you will. So watch this space, everyone. And while we're on the topic of being heavily pregnant, you all have to be very kind to me and try and ignore my heavy breathing throughout the next few episodes (laughs) until I give birth because that is a serious problem for me. It's very distracting for me to record with you, I have to say. Do you know what's funny? I actually witnessed Honey like imitating my heavy breathing (laughs) next to me the other day. I was just like sitting next to her having a cup of tea or something and she was like, (sighs) 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 like copying me and I was like, oh, God. How embarrassing. Even my two-and-a-half-year-old's onto it. She wants to be just like her mummy. Yeah, my little darling. So today in our first episode, like we are so stoked to be back. It has been a while. We never intended to have such a break between last season and this season, I suppose, but, you know, life gets the better of you and we've both been busy and we've had a lot of things going on and, um, you know, we are really happy to be back though and we've got a huge season install for you all. We've got some really freaking awesome guests. And some awesome topics that we're going to explore this season too. I don't know where you want to start today. Like, do you want to start with giving everyone a bit of an overview of what we're going to talk about this season or like who we're going to talk to or? Well, I reckon we keep our guests a bit of a secret. 
for the moment. Actually, I don't say the word secret in my home. Can I just put it out there? So let's not say secret. Let's say surprise. We'll talk about that in another episode. No, I'm fascinated now. Why can't you say <laughs> secrets? Oh, because it's I just mean. don't think we want our, no, I just don't think we want our kids to be like. Excluded. Not excluded, but if you teach them like a secret, you can't tell anyone it's a secret between like, it's okay for, I guess, a mum or a dad to say it, but you just don't want them trusting like strangers telling them that they've got secrets. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds That's like a bit, you know, like it's quite a heavy topic. <laughs> no, but it's a heavy topic. That's why I didn't want to just like talk about it really lightheartedly. But we don't have secrets. Okay, we can have surprises. That is a good topic for another day. We are going to talk about that. So before we do get into the episode too much, we do definitely want to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional owners of the land in which we record this podcast. And we absolutely pay our respects to the elders, both past and present, of the Kula Nation. So let's get into some of the topics that we're going to talk about this season. Or, well, before we find out, I know what you're going to say, what do we have in common, right? <laughs> But we should actually say that we are stoked to share that we are continuing our friendship with Swiss this season who help us bring all of our podcast episodes to you via Auslan videos. Yes, that is something that we're excited about. And we are launching a YouTube channel where not only will we be able to see these Auslan videos, but so if you and I will be on all of the videos as well, fully unedited extended versions we're like the cool kids on the block now with a YouTube channel. I know, seriously. Did I tell you how my nephew has a YouTube channel all about his fishing and passion for fishing? I was texting him the other night like, can you help us? <laughs> <laughs> can you give us some tips? Yeah, because as we oh. record this first episode, it's still um, in the works, isn't it? But no, we're really excited. We're kind of onto it now, but we've been putting a lot of uh, time and effort into building this. We've put a lot of energy this season into improving the experience of the Auslan Translated videos. We took some direct feedback from our deaf and hard of hearing community who want to see our faces, funnily enough. Um, so we are recording every episode via video and that's the content that will be translated and put on our YouTube channel for all of your viewing pleasure, <laughs> might I add. So we've been sort of working on that in the background and, yeah, we'll share links and everything to how you can access it. But, yeah, YouTube sensations, here we come. <laughs> Woo! All right, what do we have in common today, babe? Moving on. I mean, podcasting, hello. It's the only thing that we talk about these days. Is podcasting. I know. We're still friends, right? We're still friends. I know. We were just talking about before we pressed record, we were like, we need to go out and do something fun together and not talk about the podcast for once. Not that this isn't fun, guys, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can talk about something we, I mean, everybody probably has in common with us, which is the art of the juggle, which, you know, is a never-ending work in progress for mm. definitely me, definitely you as well. I think the days are numbered that we both have our little ones asleep during the time that we record. Lula's asleep right now, right? She is asleep right now. I could actually hear Honey talking in her cot, so <laughs> fingers crossed she settles in a minute. Also have my big girl home with me today as well. So she's currently in the next room and she tells me she's listening to a podcast. Oh. 
I'm like, you need to put your headphones on. You can't listen to what I'm about to do. We're probably going to talk about you. Didn't tell her that part. (laughs) Um, Hello. Also, babe, happy Mother's Day. Oh, my God. Happy Mother's Day, of course, to you two and to all our mums out there. Yes. Yeah, we thought it would be a nice time to release this around Mother's Day since, you know, one of the huge components to our discussions is always motherhood and a lot of our audience, we know you guys are all mums or pregnant women or uh, mums-to-be, so... Yeah, happy Mother's Day to the world. Another thing I think we really have in common and we've been kind of talking to each other about a lot lately is self-compassion and trying to be more compassionate to ourselves because Mm. it's very easy to not be that way and to be very Mm. critical and very harsh and it's sort of something that we both said we did really want to talk about today because... I feel like there would be a lot of people listening to this who probably don't even think to be self-compassionate towards themselves and don't think to internally talk to themselves the way that they would talk to someone else or the way they, you know, would treat someone else. So I think it's a good topic. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people even recognise it as something that they should know about or think about or even consider in their sort of day-to-day practice. But I think probably another thing that we've got in common is therapy. Yeah. <laughs> and, you're finally on board welcome <laughs> therapy yeah and I have you know really benefited from seeing a psychologist recently and I suppose I feel a little bit vulnerable like going into talking about this I should say and I suppose opening myself up to what I have learned about myself over this yeah. um, short time and I mean you know you and I being such close friends and talking about the depths of our inner thoughts is one thing, but, you know, sharing it on a podcast is another. But honestly, like this is what we're here for is to be really open and and share in the hope that it supports someone else or comforts someone else. And I know I really personally benefit from listening to other people speak about their own experiences. And I think the whole self-compassion thing, which we both totally had this like light bulb moment in a conversation together recently was really like relatable to everything that we explore in this podcast and everything that we kind of explored last season because we did sort of start to explore a lot about well-being and self-care and like what that looks like once you become a mum and how you have to transition and learn to find time and space to look after yourself in amongst having babies and young kids and juggling a whole new stage of your life and it's kind of led us to this new topic of self-compassion as self-care because you can exercise, you can meditate, you can relax, you can eat well, you can can have a massage, you can do all of those things that kind of nourish you. But if your mental health is not there and if you're not being kind to yourself emotionally and mentally, then none of those things work. And that was like this huge light bulb moment with me, with my psychologist recently. It was like, you know, this kind of working on yourself, it only goes so far if the little voice inside your mind is also being just as caring and kind. Yeah, I guess kind of like what I was saying before, it's all about relating to ourselves kindly, embracing ourselves as we are, you know, embracing our flaws, which is really, really difficult. It's not an easy thing to do. And for me, self-compassion is a fairly new thing, like it is for you. And obviously mine has sort of definitely come out of, you know, seeing a 
therapist for the past year, but and after losing my dad, and because I think when you're going through grief, self compassion is really really important. You know, grief's overwhelming. It's intense. It's it's a really fucking scary experience, and mm. I feel like the society that we live in tends to, I guess, dismiss grief a little bit. It is an ongoing thing, and if we don't allow ourselves that time to kind of grieve and acknowledge how we're feeling and that that's okay you know your mind can spiral out of control pretty quickly and you know you need to validate yourself that it is okay to feel sad and it is okay to feel angry and it is okay to have regrets and wish that you did things differently Mm, and totally I kind of found when I would try and just ignore those feelings or just push through or power on on days when I'm having a particularly shit day, I end up then being this high state of anxiety. I'm really irritable. I'm probably not a very nice person to be around. Whereas in more recent times, and it's still a very new thing for me, as I said before, when I do allow myself just to sit with it, and maybe feel really crap for a day, but I've acknowledged that, you know what, I'm just going to not do anything today, or I'm just going to kind of shut everything off, then I kind of get out of that spiral a lot quicker. I think you're right. Like it's not very prevalent in our society or in our sort of Western culture, I suppose. And it's made me wonder recently, like why? Why isn't it a thing that we've realised or that we understand is such a requirement to our general wellbeing and our general health. What I've learned or what I've sort of come across is that a lot of it can be confused with self-pity. So instead of it being like broadly acknowledged or understood that self-compassion is like a really healthy thing, it can be looked upon a bit like, oh, you're pitying yourself, like you need to take care of yourself because there's something wrong with you. And like anyone that's self-pitying themselves isn't really that fun to be around, are they? Like let's be honest, like no one wants to be pitying themselves or be around anyone that's sort of – expressing self-pity and that's where like a big confusion of it comes into it and I think it's so honest of you to talk about how you've sort of realized this experience through grief because that's like an everyday emotion that Mm. so many people go through that does need to be nurtured. I found myself saying a lot why isn't it any easier like why don't I feel any different surely by now I should be at this stage not even knowing what the stage is like all those things. And every time I would talk to my psychologist about it, she'd be like, but there's no rule book. There's no specific place you should be by now because it's been this many months. You Mm, just need to mm -hmm. be kind to yourself. And it is really hard and it is a journey and it's always going to be changing and, you know, allow yourself to kind of, you know, grieve, (laughs) feel sad, feel angry. We're hardwired to move on, right? Yeah, exactly. Everything's so quick. Okay, just get on with it. Move on. Move on. Some of our audience might be thinking like, what the fuck are these girls on about? Probably. I'm fine. You know, like I'm happy. Yeah. I'm fine. And, and and I am kind to myself and I am compassionate towards myself. Like I've never considered it and I don't need to. And that's fine. I'm not saying that everyone has this same suffering, but I think it is more collective than we realise and I think it is a part of what we do to ourselves these days in this modern world that we live in because we do just push on. There's not a lot of room for self-compassion. There's not a lot of talk about it and I think that's what makes it so difficult. 
Ah, let's take a little break and have a cup of tea, my love. Oh yeah, let's. And while we're at it, we want to highlight Swiss Beauty and their glowing range of skincare and supplements that combine science-backed beauty actives for benefits both inside and out. Swiss Beauty's Collagen and Hyaluronic Acid Booster Supplement and Hyaluronic Acid 2% Serum are backed by science and support healthy, glowing skin. For beauty inside and out, glow deeper with Swiss Beauty. Find Swiss Beauty's Glow Booster Duo at your nearest chemist warehouse. And don't forget, always read the label and follow the directions for use. Now let's get back to the episode. If you use motherhood as an example with self-compassion, like... How often do you, you know, you have those thoughts of, oh, I shouldn't complain. I'm so lucky to have kids or I'm lucky that I have healthy children. Mm. Of course we are. Of course we're lucky. And of course, you know, people know that, but like motherhood is fucking hard and that's okay to feel that way and not have to always back it up with, oh, but I'm so lucky. (laughs) Your feelings should be acknowledged. It's okay to have those thoughts and to not make yourself feel guilty about it. That's just another example. It's interesting that you brought that up. I think about that a lot with my pregnancy at the moment. So, you know, people ask you like, how are you feeling? And naturally I just want to say like, yeah, good, because it has been going well. But at the end of the day, like pregnancy is still hard. It is hard. My gums are bleeding. Like my feet are swollen. I have pelvic girdle pain. Like I've got hemorrhoids. Like, do you really want to know? You know? (laughs) Thanks. Thanks so much info. Hemorrhoids suck. But it's all these (laughs) things that we kind of like brush off and just say, yeah, I'm fine. And but the reality of it is like it's hard. You know, it's hard not to get stuck into the mindset of then I guess that whole toxic positivity thing. Or, you, you know, you mm. have to be like, oh, yeah, everything's great. Like I'm just so happy that I'm pregnant. Of course you're happy that you're pregnant, but it is hard. You are exhausted. Mm. You are sore. You are uncomfortable. Like ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, like we need to go easy on ourselves. Mm. I need to really practice what I preach, I'll tell you that. Absolutely. So do you, And I Soph. think like... I, yeah, I really do. And I am in the process of doing a lot of work on myself in that way. If we go back to self-compassion and like, you know, what the meaning of this is and why we're really talking about it, it really means to motivate yourself with health and well-being and be encouraging and supportive, supportive of yourself to be healthy instead of telling yourself that you're not worthwhile if you fail. And that's a big issue for me personally. Like I have a real problem with constructive, healthy criticism, for examples, versus really harsh, belittling criticism. And that's the voice in my head telling me like, you know, you have to make this better. You have to make this perfect. You have to be a better mother. You have to be a better employee. But what I've learned is there's a huge difference in what's healthy and constructive compared to what's really harmful and just belittling at the end of the day. To be self-compassionate, it really means to be the healthiest that you can be. But also accept that you're human and that nothing is perfect. It doesn't matter how how much you strive for, we're never going to be happy with everything. And sometimes you've just kind of got to go, I've tried my best. There's mm. going to be a point where you've just got to be okay with that. Compassion means we don't want to suffer. So it's kindness in in all its forms. My psychologist shared this video with me by Kristen Neff, who's a leading researcher of self-compassion. She talks about all of these concepts that we've been talking about and her main objections are about treating yourself with kindness and her like three main pillars of self-compassion are mindfulness, so which you and I talk about all the time, 
and different ways that we practice mindfulness through meditation or yoga or stretching or breathing or, you know, all these great things that we love and that do help at different stages of our lives. It's just the simplicity of mindfulness, like bringing your attention to yourself and being aware of your own feelings, of your own thoughts and of your own suffering if you are suffering. Another thing that kind of really resonated with me when reading a bit more about self-compassion was think about the way that you would treat or react to a friend who was, you know, experiencing the same thing that you are. So having the same issue as you, you know, you wouldn't tell them just to get on with it. Mm. I wouldn't anyway. Or, you know, you would treat them with kindness. You would treat them with compassion. So why not give yourself like that same respect? And I mean, even with our kids, I actually was thinking with young kids, we're always teaching them, you know, you need to be kind, you need to share, you need to do all these Mm. things. But do we teach our kids that they need to be compassionate to themselves? I know this is kind of moving on because we probably don't. We're always telling them how to treat other people. And I actually said to my daughter, Nina, just today, she was saying, oh, I'm no good at this. We were putting some Lego together. I was like, yes, you are. I was like, darling, you're doing a really good job. I was like, be kind to yourself. I was like, just like you're really kind to your friends. And she said, what's more important, mummy, being kind to other people or being kind to yourself? And that's honestly what she said. And I was like, um, thought about good it. Question. Like, good, good question. Good <laughs> question. That's literally it. I knew we were going to be recording this episode today. And I just said, you know, I think they're both as important as each other. Mm. You know, of course you want to treat other people kindly and with respect, but, you know, in return, you need to do that to yourself. And there are a lot of the examples that you know, I've become aware of as well and that my therapist reminds me of, you know, she, she'll say to me like, would you say those same words or have those same thoughts about honey? And mm. I'm like, absolutely not. And that was another thing that I read that if you spoke to your friends and your family and your children, the way that you speak to yourself in your mind sometimes, like, would you have any friends? Probably <laughs> not. Would your kids still love and respect you? Probably not. It's absolutely no way to treat yourself basically. I remember in this video actually by Kristen Neff, she talks about... Was it a TED Talk? Because I watched a TED Talk one that was great too, which we will share as well. But Yeah, we'll share them in the show notes. So if anyone who's remotely interested <laughs> about this topic can go and learn some No, more. but I, 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 as, as simple as it sounds and as you said, of course there might be people listening being like, what? Like what are you talking about? Oh, I don't feel that way. Yeah. But I think probably when you first really thought about self-compassion, I did as well. We were like, what? Self-compassion? Like, you know, sure, I'm surely I'm self-compassionate. Like I'm nice enough to myself, aren't I? I probably would have gone, yeah, I'm a self-compassionate person, but probably not to myself. That internal talk that we always talk about can be pretty damn nasty. Yeah, there was this um, example in the talk about the confusion of self-compassion too, and one of the examples was with self-indulgence. So you might think to yourself like, oh, you know, I'm kind to myself or, or you know, I'm going to be kind to myself. I'm going to sit in front of the TV tonight and eat a tub of ice cream. Like that's what I deserve. I deserve to just check out and treat yourself. But overindulging like long-term, it's not healthy in the long run. No. It's Again, it's that example like if you wanted to treat your child with compassion or kindness, would you say to them, sit in front of the TV and eat a tub of ice cream? Like that'll be good for you. That'll be better. Like no, you're not. You're no. going to say have an early night. Have a nice warm bath. Let's read have some a warm books. Ba- exactly. We'll read some books. We'll listen to some quiet music. Do your homework. Like whatever it is, you're going to teach them or direct them in a way that you know is healthy long term. Absolutely. And there's a lot of confusion about those sort of ideals around it as well. 
the leftover um chocolate from Easter and the iPad <laughs> that I've currently bribed my six-year-old with in the other room to stay in there while I record. That's that's all good, isn't it? But that's not in the sense of trying no, to I know, no, 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 I'm joking. Or, I just, you know just I mean? felt the need to throw that in there. <laughs> felt the need to throw that in there. Who has leftover chocolate by Easter? I've eaten it all by by Easter Monday. Do you know what? The only reason we do is because we were away for Easter mm. and my mum had given the girls like some chocolate treats before we left. And me, me, mum, hadn't let them see it or have it before we went away. So I was like, oh, they've had enough treats, you know, before we were leaving. And I saved it for when they came back. So just been slowly drip feeding it out, although Nina's all over it. She knows where it is, but she's pretty good. She will ask me. My three-year-old, on the other hand, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It was quite funny. We did like a little Easter egg trail from honey's room into our room on easter morning and she was like oh found one oh found another one oh found another one just putting them all in her basket we sent a photo to our family whatsapp and they all know that we like don't really give honey a lot of chocolate or sugar or things like that but we can still get away with that she's our first child she's only two and a half she doesn't know any different so it's like everyone says and like all those memes you know like by the third child they're having hot chips and chicken nuggets for dinner but the first one yum yeah, <laughs> they're all totally sugar-free and organic. Yeah, absolutely. But she didn't know that they were chocolate eggs. She just thought they were like little <laughs> wrapped up treasures. So she carried them around in her basket like all day and she didn't realise that they were chocolate. I think that's what I said to you when I spoke to you like a couple of days after Easter because you'd sent me that photo as well. I was like, did you tell her that they were all for you all to collectively share within the house and you'll yeah. divvy them out later or something? <laughs> Which is what we did. She had one. <laughs> So I was starting to say before, just those three pillars that I learned about the self-compassion. So the first one was mindfulness. So, you know, bringing your attention to yourself, being aware of yourself and your own thoughts and your own suffering. The second one, interestingly, was common humanity. So this concept just reminds us that we're not alone and that like collectively the human experience can be difficult and it's just a really nice reminder that there are so many other people in the world globally that are experiencing similar things to you and I find a lot of comfort in that because yeah it's so easy and especially in motherhood as well just to feel really isolated like feel really isolated in your own thoughts your own experiences so I thought that was a really interesting sort of point or concept to it as well. And the third one is, yeah, self-kindness. So just like referring to your inner voice and how you speak to yourself, which is what we were talking about before. So I think like three really relevant topics to a lot of what we discuss and what we talk about here. So, Well, another thing I was, was reading, so if we take it back as well for more of back to my experience of learning self-compassion through my kind of grief journey, I feel like I say that word all the time, journey was self-compassion sort of allows us, I guess, to accept grief as the turn that love takes when someone that you love dies, you know, rather than trying to get over the grief and push it away and put a mask on it, like sit with it, acknowledge it, feel those emotions, Mm. you know, when you want to block them out and numb them out, like 100% do that because there are times when you absolutely have to. But, you know, when there is a time that you feel like you can just sit there and sit with it as hard as it is, do it Mm. and allow yourself to do it and don't feel guilty about it. Was it you that shared with me or who was it that said in something recently that grief is the ultimate price that you pay for love? Yeah. Do you feel like that? 
of course, because it's why it's so painful. That's why it's so hard, yeah. There was something that I read the other day. Someone posted something like, I miss you more than I remember you, which I thought was such a, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a, I read that and I was like, that's, yeah, it was quite a beautiful thing to say. And I was like, do I feel like that? And I'm like, well, I definitely still remember my dad so much, but that yearning and that grief and that pain and that missing of someone almost does just take over. Mm. Anyway, harped on about grief enough but well no I was just about to say uh, the very first episode of our last season was you know very fresh after you did lose your dad and we talked all about that so it seemed Mm. quite fitting to sort of touch on that now and to sort of check in I think we sort of said last season you know we'll sort of check in with how you're going with that experience and with that journey and we did a little bit and we explored it through our guests which you know, for me, I found it really eye-opening, but I wasn't the one grieving. I wasn't the one going through it. So I don't know what the experience was like for you, but how are you feeling about it now? It's been over a year. Yeah, well, it wasn't that long ago that it was just the anniversary, mm. the first anniversary. Um, well, to be honest, I would say that it doesn't feel any easier that what quite a few people sort of mentioned to me who had been through I mean, let's face it, everyone goes through grief, but, you know, some people that had been through grief recently or had similar kind of situations to me said that you kind of just learn to live with it, which I think is so spot on. You know, it it doesn't feel any easier. Anyone that said it just takes time, it'll get easier with time, I don't think that. I think that's, Mm. in my opinion, bullshit. You kind of just learn to live with it because you have to. Mm. And, um yeah, it's still really hard, but I mani- I'm managing it much better now. You know, I can control my emotions a lot better mm. than what I could a year ago, that's for sure. And you're very open to concepts like self-compassion, like things that we're talking about. You know, it's been really deepening for our friendship, I think, as well, to Absolutely. be able to be like really honest about serious life experiences and stuff. So Yeah, well, that's what led me to kind of learning about you know, self-compassion and kind of trying to implement that within myself a little bit more because there was definitely a few months there where I was just in a real shit headspace. But, you know, you need to get on top of those things if you can. Yeah, it's interesting because one of the things that I've learned about myself too is that, you know, you can have a lot of mental suffering Mm. even without specific trauma because I've always found that really difficult in my personal experiences which I've shared with you before like I almost tell myself like you're not even worthy to feel sad or to feel flat or to feel depressed or any of the things that you feel sometimes because what reason do you have and that was another sort of like human experience that mental well-being can just be so varied and you don't necessarily have to have a trauma in your life to relate certain feelings and thoughts and emotions to understanding how that journey has been for you emotionally and actually discovering a lot about myself too that we are very like emotionally connected but for such different reasons and for such different paths and stages in our lives yeah, and it's almost very relatable as even though it is completely different. There's so much that is relatable within each other's own experiences. But, mm. you know, funnily enough, I started seeing a therapist because of losing my dad, but then so many other things came up that I probably would have never learned about myself or would have never acknowledged or never kind of 
realized or thought about. So here's to therapy. (laughs) To therapy. (laughs) And here's to talking about it on a podcast, you know? I I know, seriously. And I I think I've said before, but I'm all about it. You know, it could be really hard just to take that leap and to just do it. So if you are listening to us and you're thinking, should I? Or it's been something that's kind of often been on your mind, but you just go, oh, no, maybe I don't need to. Or, you know, you feel nervous about it. I still feel anxious prior to most of my sessions. Like, Mm. but just getting there and just doing it like good on you give it a try if you're up for it it's not for everyone but Mm. I have found it highly beneficial and I think you're finding yours really beneficial as well yeah absolutely I think that's one form of self-compassion like go and you know reach out for help go and get help if you need it and you deserve it yeah is all I want to say you know what I mean like try it out If you're interested in being the best version of yourself and being happy and healthy, give it a go. Um, Yeah, and you will feel uncomfortable. Oh, it's so confronting. It's so confronting. But, yeah, it's extremely constructive at the same time. So I think that's our spiel on self-compassion today, (laughs) unless you've got anything else more to add. No, I think so. I think we've done a a really good job at kind of talking about it from our own experiences and reach out to us, send us a message, tell us if this is something that you experience too or ask us any questions about it. I know between Soph and I we can recommend things to read or yep. the, the video that Soph was talking about, so we'll definitely do that. And the reason why we wanted to talk about it today in our first episode is because it will be a theme that we want to explore and find other commonalities with our guests and like through our other discussions and through our experiences as we go. So amongst other awesome curiosities as well that we want to talk about and touch base on with our guests, I feel like we've been talking a little bit recently about how everyone's settling back into the world post so much lockdown and COVID and where we're at now as a society and how that's all feeling and settling in with everyone. We had a lot of interest about, you know, the topic of neurodiversity and diversity in general, and we're going to explore that a lot more this season. What else? Well, I I can't wait to actually your new little baby enters the world because that's going to give us a whole other layer to kind of bring back into our podcast. Yeah, we can delve right back into newborns i do joke with soph that i'll be live streaming her birth and recording an episode (laughs) (laughs) the presenter in you is going to be there yes welcome to the birth of sophie and how are you feeling in this moment (laughs) i'm like (laughs) just breathe take a deep breath i am kind of one of those sickos that really looks forward to the birth Well, I'm excited. And our next episode, the guest is awesome. It'll be a really nice episode to follow on from this one. We can't give too much away because we do want to surprise you. Yeah, she's a great guest. I feel amazing to be back. I'm really happy that we just spoke the way that we did about, you know, our experiences and we've both been really open and honest and it's a good feeling. I kind of feel like I've just had a bit of a therapy session, to be honest. That's what we're here for, babe. Until next time, friends and my lovely Kate. I know. I wish we were in person. How funny. Like we're not even in lockdown and we're not even recording together, but I'm seeing you tomorrow, I think. Yeah. Yes. See you tomorrow. Can't wait. Bye, babe. Love you lots, everybody. Bye, babe. Love you. 
that's it for today. Make sure you head to incommonprojects.com.au for the show notes, hit subscribe on your podcast app and follow us on Instagram at Talking In Common or you can check out our Facebook page which is also Talking In Common. Have a lovely day and as always, thanks for listening. Thank you.